Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Wednesday, October 21st, 2020, and this is day 968 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and praise you. Thank you, Father, for waking us up to see this beautiful day that you created for us. Help us, Father, to not doubt you, to not uh, go forth uh, in anger, to not go forth in fear, to uh, complete the task that you've given us for today. But but let us go forth, I pray, in boldness and uh, love and joy and peace, uh, sharing uh, your love with others. I ask, Father, that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. Help us, Father, to be good stewards of what you've blessed us with. I ask, my Lord, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is... It's not business as usual. Mm -hmm. It is not. So get used to changes all over. (laughs) And understand and know that God will guide you through the process. He has an escape route for you. He has an answer to the now what, Lord? He has the answers. We must trust him. We're coming out of 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 1 through 24. Another one of my favorites. Um, But this is about Elijah. And uh, Elijah was up against one of the most wicked kings who ever lived. Uh, God describes him as Ahab was, uh, let's see, in verse 33 of 16, it says, Ahab also made an Assyria pole and did more to arouse the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, than did all the kings of Israel before him. Extremely wicked and evil. And he also married a very evil woman named Jezebel. And uh, they both worshipped Baal. And uh, did lots of evil things. So let's let's see what God had Elijah do. Starting at 1 Kings 17 verse 1. Now Elijah the Tishbite from Tishbe in Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord the God of Israel lives whom I serve, there will, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word. That ended up being about three and a half years. No rain. That is extremely deadly. That is a drought uh, uh, beyond the greatest proportions. It is amazing. There is no way to live through a drought like that unless the Lord is with you and brings you through. He says here, then the word of the Lord came to Elijah, leave here, turn eastward and hide in the Kareth ravine east of the Jordan. You will drink from the brook and uh, I have directed the ravens to supply you with food there. So God is using methods that are so unusual and so different 
um, you know, using ravens, and ravens were uh, unclean uh, animals uh, as it pertained to uh, God's guidelines. Um, so he used something that normally was not used to provide food for the man of God. He also provided an, a place where there was good water, safe water at a brook. Verse 5, <clears throat> so he did what the Lord had told him. He went to the Kareth Ravine east of the Jordan and stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. And he drank from the brook. I mean, Elijah had food delivered every day. <laughs> he didn't have to go out hunting. He didn't have to go out fishing. These ravens were, <clears throat> you know, um, DoorDash. I mean, they were Uber Eats. They were all of those things, bringing the food to him. <clears throat> Excuse me. He did not have to leave the place where he was because, of course, you know, um, Ahab was out to kill him. So God had him in a safe place. Now it says in verse 7, sometime later the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him, go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath. So everything shifted. Everything changed from the deliveries to now he's going to where a widow woman will provide. Hey, those two words alone, a widow and a, and a woman uh, during those times, um, that was devastating because if she was a widow and a woman, uh, there was no one to, no man uh, to provide for her during those days. So she was ultimately uh, stricken to poverty more than likely, unless there was somebody to help her. And so it says, when he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called and bring me, please, a piece of bread. So she had some water. So she had found a place to get water and she was going to go get it. Then he secondly said, bring me a piece of bread. So she says, as surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I am gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Ooh, he got her angry, didn't he? Uh-huh. She let him have it. She <laughs> she told him. So, um, first of all, here's something she said, too, that stood out to me. Uh, as surely as the Lord your God lives. So it sounds like she didn't know him as her own God. And uh, she was finally getting the water. But now this man, he has taken it too far. He wants the last of the food for me and my son before we die. Listen, she sounds like uh, what some people call an angry black woman. I mean, that's a stereotype. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she let him know, hey, no, no, no. 
This is what's going to happen. You're not getting it. And here's what Elijah said to her. Don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said. But first make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me. And then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. The jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. So this time he asked her again, but he explains the whole vision. He explains the blessing that God has promised. Now she can reason things through. Okay. It's like, all right, all right. Maybe now since you're saying God is going to do this, she needs to believe it as well. Verse 15, she went away and did as Elijah had told her. So she believed. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. Sometime later, the son of the woman who owned the house became ill. He grew worse and worse and finally stopped breathing. She said to Elijah, what do you have against me, man of God? Did you come to remind me of my sin and call and kill my son? Oh my goodness. Now this was a huge shift um, to lose your son. This is rough. And she said I, early on, I'm, I only have enough for me and my son. Sounds like it was her only child. And now he's gone. This is what's said in verse 19. Give me your son, Elijah replied. He took him from her arms, carried him to the upper room where he was staying and laid him on his bed. Then he cried out to the Lord, Lord, my God, have you brought tragedy even on this widow I am staying with by causing her son to die. Even Elijah was like, oh God, oh God, what is going on here? Then he stretched himself out on the body, on the, I mean, stretched himself out on the boy three times and cried out to the Lord, Lord, my God, let this boy's life return to him. The Lord heard Elijah's cry and the boy's life returned to him. And he lived. Elijah picked up the child and carried him down from the room into the house. He gave him to his mother and said, look, your son is alive. Then the woman said to Elijah, now I know that you are a man of God and that the word of the Lord from your mouth is the truth. So there was some doubt and God had to clear up the doubt. And the way God did it was in a way that was mm, business, not as usual. The death of her son to get her attention, even Elijah's attention. Oh God, you brought me here. Now this woman I've already taken from her now is her son. Oh God, but he had faith in God and he obeyed God and God brought that child back to life. And it was so this woman could become a believer in God. Point number one, Elijah boldly 
told the most wicked king ever who did more to arouse the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, than did all the kings of Israel before him. Mm-hmm, that's Ahab. He told him that there would be no rain for several years except at his word. Of course, the king was furious and was intent to kill Elijah. But God makes a way for escape. It's up to us to hear and recognize God's voice and then obey his instructions, even if they don't make sense to us. Listen, we don't have, our minds can't even fathom the way God functions. So we have to, we have to operate in faith and trust in God, knowing that whatever he says is right. I mean, it's, it is. <laughs> it is. He can't lie. He's the creator of all things. He created us. So he is the best person uh, that we could ever trust in. Uh, and so then what has God well, I guess the question to you is, what has God instructed you to do that you haven't done yet? What are you waiting on? God has already told you to do it. You know, and it's good to pray. It's good to fast. It's, it's good to get advice from the elders and, and from the wise folks of God. But when God has said, move, move, <laughs> you know, and, and there's some things uh, you may not even pray about. You know, you get up, you know, you brush your teeth. You don't ask, you don't pray for that first. Prayer is essential in our lives. Don't get me wrong. But there are some things God has given you to do and you know good and well it is. And sometimes we may use that as a way to stall. Well, let me, let me seek some advice. Well, let me pray. Let me fast. Let me do this. Good things, but is it God's timing? Uh-huh. Is, is that what God said? Because sometimes you're gonna st- you can stall too long and miss your blessing. <laughs> Get busy. Been there, done that. That's why I can laugh about that. Mm-hmm. Point number two. Also, don't get too comfortable where you are. Although God led you there, there will come a time when it's time to shift. And if you don't, you will miss out in many ways. First, you might uh, you're not doing what God is blessing. Okay, you're expecting him to bless (laughs) what you want him to bless. He's like, I'm no longer blessing that. Move on. (laughs) That's done. That's in the past. Time to move on to the next journey where I am blessing. Second, you could be harmed by what's about to happen in that place. See, something's about to take place there and you're not going to like it. It's getting ready to be some shaking up there. You better get to moving and go where God said to go. Third, you can miss out on being a blessing to someone else. You know, God uh, had Elijah to move to a widow woman who had nothing. Uh, and uh, God blessed it because of them through the man of God and, and through her obedience. And also the ultimate was that she became a true believer in God. So give it your all where the Lord has you now. Trust him to provide for you in whatever way he chooses and be grateful. See the good in it, even though it might look glim all around you. Always remember that God is with you. 
He will never leave you nor forsake you. We're the ones that get out of step <laughs> with him, with the Holy Spirit. We must keep in step with the Holy Spirit. He's the one God has sent to lead and guide us into all truth, who gives us power to overcome the evil one that is always attacking in one way or another. All right, and that's Satan. Okay, just understand who our enemy is. It's Satan. Uh, and he comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. That's what the Bible says. And God uh, gives us life and that more abundantly. And he will provide for us above and beyond what we can ever ask or think. So here's something that happened during my upbringing. We didn't know God, you know, not like I do now. Didn't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, but God was with us. You know, I, I, it seems like we were like that widow woman and, and God uh, was there. And uh, my mom, uh, raising five of us by herself, divorced uh, father who moved on, remarried, uh, started a new family and forgot all about us and, and never sent us a dime. And uh, we struggled. So I remember uh, during a season in our life, but we listen, we struggled, but we had fun. It was a lot of laughter, lots of just, you know, through the hardships and rough times, there was just creativity, intuitiveness, so many gifts God had given us to uh, to endure and to overcome. So uh, there was a season where our gas was turned off and uh, God blessed us with a hot plate. <laughs> and you see, we could have dwelled, my mom could have dwelled, on the fact that, oh, woe is us, what are we going to do, no gas. First of all, winter was over. She had time to save up to pay that bill, which was outrageous. And uh, and she, God blessed her to get us a hot plate. She was so smart, but, but God was working through her all along and got that hot plate, and she didn't say, woe is us, and oh, what are we going to do, kids, and blah, blah, blah. She went and got that. We had lights, plugged it in, and we cooked on that thing and boiled water, to run it up those stairs and pour it in the bathtub and took our bath and, and things just went on like normal. You know, we did that for a while. Then there was this season of no washer or dryer in the house. That was just not common. We, <laughs> But we were blessed with a bathtub. So we would wash our clothes in the bathtub when we didn't have money to go to the laundromat. And we'd wash our clothes in the bathtub and hang them up you know, in the basement and in the bathroom and, and we had clean clothes. We still smelled good and looked good. Nobody would know, you know, except for us. And we, we never missed a step. And, uh, and then there was this season where we didn't have meat. <laughs> I mean, and it, you know, I can, I, I'm laughing about it, but it did not during those times, it just didn't seem, uh, horrible. Um, it, it was uh, rough, but we didn't think, oh, man, now, you know, what are we going to do now? I know my mother might have thought that sometimes, but she always came through. You know, she worked a lot, two jobs most of the time. And uh, we had potatoes. And, 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 I mean, potatoes were dirt cheap back then, onions, things like that. So we would make, I was the oldest, or I'm the oldest, so I was the cook. I was the... Uh, overseer while my mom worked I was the leader <laughs> I was groomed to be a leader at the age of 
11 and 12, babysitting and watching my siblings and cooking and experimenting. And, and who would have thought I'd grow up to, you know, be in business with my sisters for a while there, 10 years with a bakery and developing recipes and doing that. Well, that was all built in me all along, you know, and God had given me that gift to do it as in such a time as this. And I was the best potato maker, fried potato maker in the world and still am, right? Uh, if you didn't know that. So <laughs> I could make potatoes all kind of ways. I was so creative with the potatoes and uh, and anything else we had. My mother taught me how to cook and how to make stretchable meals. We would have something called quick hash. When we did have some meat, scramble up some hamburger, put it in with some potatoes and some onions and thicken that stuff up a little bit with a little water and flour. We didn't have cornstarch at the time. And pour that in there. And voila, we had a great meal and it stretched. Listen, God has blessed us so much. And many times we don't see uh, the forest for the trees. <laughs> we cannot see the blessing because we're harping on what we don't have. And God is saying, Here's what I'm blessing. <laughs> do it. It's not business as usual. Get busy doing what I've called you to do. In the midst of what looks horrible, I'm there with you and I will make a way. I'm saying God is there with you. Now, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe it in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. The angels are rejoicing. Satan is angry because he's lost one. <laughs> but glory to God. Welcome to the family of God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name. Amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. And uh, you can check us out. Uh, oh, when you do, please check out the messages and share them with others. And also check us out on any of the other podcast outlets. Also, subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address and receive the four Greek words for love and learn more about God's agape love. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.